0: You are where you are because of who you were, but where you go depends entirely on who you choose to be. It is up to you to decide where you want to be. In the future, it's who you need to be today.
1: CEOs often feel stuck in the grind of scaling their business and feel like they're missing out on the best parts of life, like family, friends, or travel. On this podcast, CEOs come to take themselves and their companies to the next level. Let's dive into The Millionaire Mind with your host,
0: Dallin Schultz. Welcome back to another Millionaire Mind episode. We're going to do something a little different for these next few episodes. If you've been listening for quite some time, thank you. Thank you so much. Your support means everything to me. And trust that I spend a tremendous amount of time identifying and inviting quality guests onto the show that I know are going to bring you value. And if you've walked away with at least one golden nugget from one of our episodes, go ahead and leave a five-star review. That is truly the biggest thank you you could provide me with. In fact, we're only four months in and have experienced a tremendous amount of growth. So thank you for sharing with your friends and family. And I'm proud to say that we are currently a 49 star rating on Apple Podcast, And all reviews have been five stars except one one-star review, which coincidentally showed up the day after I turned on a potential guest because I didn't think they were a good fit for the show and would bring the value that I aim to bring to you on every episode. I don't know for sure if it was them, but the timing was extremely odd if you ask me. But look, you can't please them all. And that's okay. So, what we're going to get into today is part one of a six part mini series that I've titled Six Major Mistakes Business Owners Make. And each episode will be only 10 to 20 minutes long. So, you could give it a quick listen to on your way into work. You could share it with a friend, coworker, family member. And these six mistakes are mistakes that I've personally made. And not surprisingly, have noticed that many of our successful guests on this show have had similar experiences, or made similar mistakes. So my goal for this mini-series is to bring your attention to some potential traps, learn from my mistakes, but in it, I also want to share with you how I navigated it, and we'll also throw in a highly recommended book around this topic that I believe should be and is a must-read. So without further delay, let's get into part one of this series, How Not to Start Your Day. So. What do I mean by that? How not to start your day? I want to take you back about a year and a half ago. Some of you that have known me or been listening for some time know that I'm very accident prone. I just like doing exciting things. I get my adrenaline going. I fractured multiple bones, have had stitches multiple times, but I can't help it. It's just who I am. Anyways, a couple of years ago, I was playing indoor soccer and a few of my incidences revolve around soccer, but I'm not in shape like I used to be a lot of us probably feel that way. And I jumped right into playing this game. And about 45 minutes in, my calves were tight. They were tight to a point where I I didn't feel like I could really flex or extend my ankle super well. But I just kept pushing through because I was having fun. I was getting the endorphin release. The adrenaline was there. And there was one situation... Whereas the ball and the player were coming, they changed direction. So as my body was moving one way, I quickly went back the other way. And in doing so, launched off my toes and immediately felt this tear in my calf. I've torn muscles, sprained muscles before, but this is the first time where I literally (laughs) felt muscle tear and I dropped to the ground immediately. And sure enough, I looked down, my calf is swollen. It swelled up back behind my knee. I've never experienced a muscle tear to this extent. I know it sounds a little dramatic, but initially I was scared to look down because it felt like my muscle and skin just completely tore open, but it wasn't. It was it was all internal. It was okay. I couldn't walk for three days and I had to slowly keep stretching it and working on it to get that mobility and that strength back. Ansel's muscle fibers healed. So why in the heck am I sharing this with you? Because in any physical activity, in any sport, you need a warm up. You need to warm up, especially the older you get and the more out of shape you get. It might take a little bit longer to get those muscles and joints moving again to help prevent injury. Now, find an athlete that hasn't gone through this and you won't. You can't. And the point I'm trying to make is that our days and how we set ourselves up to prepare for our daily life, our jobs, shouldn't be any different. We still need, you still need a warm-up Period, and unfortunately, a typical warm up period for people, especially if they're working in corporate America or in a W two job, and sometimes even a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, because they don't know how to effectively delegate. Which a sneak peek is going to be another one of uh mini series here in a few episodes about delegation. But they run into this fight or flight. They wake up in this fight or flight because there's so much stuff they have to do. So what do they do? They set their alarm. They spring up out of bed. They jump in the shower. They slam a quick, non-nutritious breakfast, maybe down a coffee, get in the car and get to work. They're hitting delay on their alarm clock, and they're really dragging out this entire wake up. I'm sorry, not dragging out. They're accelerating this wake up process, and then they're getting to work and not being able to think clearly. They can't focus. They're losing energy, so they drink more coffee or taking more energy drinks, and they're not exercising, and they're constantly in this state. A fight or flight. Now, some of you listening to this might know exactly what I'm talking about, and you might be going through this yourself. I'm telling you from personal experience, you need to stop. This is not an appropriate way to start your day, especially if you have big dreams and aspirations. So going back to my transition out of the W-2 world into business and entrepreneurship. A lot of you probably already know this. I've mentioned it in previous episodes that I came from the medical background. I had a bachelor's in nursing. I worked in the ER and I worked in a cardiac hospital, but I knew a few months into that career, it's not what I wanted to do. I knew real estate very early on is where I wanted to be. And I always thought it was going to be way further in the future when in reality, it was much closer than I realized. So that's a good reminder for you. If you feel like your dreams, your aspirations are years down the road, you're the one putting that limitation on yourself. In reality, they're probably much, much closer than you realize. But as I was working on this transition of getting out of the medical field and doing real estate full time, I had that safety security of a paycheck coming every couple of weeks. So that kept me there longer than it probably should have. But it was also important for me, I was taking care of my wife, my kids, Like we needed that. So it all worked out, But in that transition, I came across this book, and this is my book recommendation for this episode, called The Miracle Morning by Hale Elrod. Now, a lot of people have probably heard of this, and in this book, Hale talks about this morning routine and how important it is to have this set morning routine and how to more importantly how to prepare for it, which actually happens the night before, and how you prepare for bed directly impacts how you wake up. And one of the experiences or one of the examples he was sharing was that when we were kids, think about waking up for Christmas or some other holiday, maybe it was your birthday, and just how excited you were. Like you woke up, you jumped out of bed, and you knew what was. Gonna going. going to happen that day. His whole reasoning for writing this book is showing us that you can experience that in your personal life today without it being Christmas, without it being a special day, because you're gaining control of your day and you're manifesting and bringing in the things that you want to accomplish. And it starts the night before. But in this book, he has this acronym that he calls SAVERS. And so I'll go through and talk about a couple of these things right now and share with you what I did with them. But again, I highly encourage you to go back and read that book. Now, the things that Hell mentions in this book, it's nothing new. A lot of us have probably heard of it in some other way, or we're probably implementing some of these aspects already. So in SAVERS, that acronym, the S, it starts for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And scribing being journaling. There wasn't a J and S, so he chose S for scribing, which he means journaling. So as I was making this transition, I came across this book and I knew that this is what I needed to start. I needed to get into more of a routine. I needed to prepare my mind to make this transition out of the w2 world so i implemented this religiously and every day that i wasn't working because i worked night shift so any day i wasn't working or recovering from working night shift i implemented this and it was hard because I'd have some days where I was working two days and I'd have three days off, then working three days, four days. It was all over the place. So bouncing back and forth between the schedule was tough, but I knew it's what I needed to do to get to where I wanted to be. So I implemented this religiously. And the silence aspect of this is just meditation. Now, I never, up to this point, I had never performed or worked on meditation. I always thought it was one of these hokey pokey things. And I didn't want to spend the time on it. And I didn't know how to. So what I did to get started was I just looked up guided meditations on YouTube. And I would find these five to 10 minute clips, and I would just sit there and try to listen to them and meditate. And that was hard for me because my mind is always going 100 miles an hour. Even when I wake up in the morning, I'm always thinking about that next thing I got to do. So really trying to slow down my mind and meditate was extremely tough. But with time, it got easier and easier. And now... Meditation is part of my daily practice.
1: Hey guys, my name is Nate Hare. I'm the executive director at Directed IRA. Directed IRA is a company that exists to provide a solution for people that want to invest their retirement accounts, be it IRAs or old 401ks, into things like real estate or things outside of the stock market. If you want to invest your IRA or old 401k into investments like real estate, apartments, syndications, or the great investments that RevEquity has to provide, make sure that you reach out to us. You can find our information on investwithrev.com or our website, www.directedira.com. Open a self-directed IRA and invest in alternatives today.
0: Second part is affirmations. And we're not going to get deep into affirmations. You're going to hear polarizing opinions about this if they work, if they don't work. I'm going to share with you what works for me. Okay. So with affirmations, it's affirming who I want to be and who I am. And this can be tricky because if you're trying to affirm something that you're not, one of the arguments is that your subconscious knows you're full of crap. And so you almost end up feeling worse about it. And I can see that. I get that. I've heard this other argument about affirmations stating that they work because your subconscious doesn't know you're full of shit. If you keep telling yourself that over and over and over again, then at some point, you will likely start living up to that expectation. So for me, it's not enough to just say, I am strong, I am successful. So what I actually do is I do have some of those that I listed out that I felt like were important to me that triggered an emotion inside of me. And I think this is key for affirmations. It needs to trigger an emotion. So I would state the affirmation. I'd write it down and make sure there is an emotion attached to it. And then below that, what I actually did was presented a how or a what question related to that affirmation. And the reason being is because a what and a how question leads to action. Now, I don't believe you can just wish or think anything into existence. I think that's part of it. A lot of people refer to this as the law of attraction, but there's two parts to it. You've got to believe it. You've got to think about it, but then you've also got to take action. It's part of the process. You can't do one without the other. So I have the affirmation. I pose a what or how question related to that affirmation. And then I spend time answering that question and really putting it into actionable items that I can move forward with. So what do I mean by that? I'm going to share with you one of my personal affirmations. Okay, This affirmation, it's number one on my list it states that I am in control of my life and future. Now, the question I posed was how do I maintain control of my life and future. So do you see how I'm making a statement, but then I'm essentially challenging myself. I'm like, wait, how do I main control of my life and future? And as I thought about it, this was a short response that I came up with that I try to read through on a daily basis. I can main control of my life and future by recognizing the little wins I experience every single day. Small wins come from small, consistent actions. As I continually take the small, consistent actions, it will reprogram my mind and give me a sense of control. Naturally, I will desire to take larger action steps to improve my personal life. And as I do so, the feeling of control and abundance will compound, and I will be able to gain clarity on what I want for the future and will continue doing what is required of me to bring it to pass. You see how that really brings it all together. Now I have a little mini action plan, and this one particularly requires me to focus on small, consistent actions and wins. So that could be as simple as waking up 30 minutes earlier. So you could spend time doing meditation or affirmations. Maybe it's cutting sugar out of your diet. Maybe it's decreasing caffeine consumption. Maybe it's going to the gym one day a week because you're not going at all. Right, So it doesn't matter what it is, but that was my small action plan. And for each one of my affirmations, I've got probably around 20, 25, and I'll occasionally add to them. I have the statement, I pose the question, and then I have an explanation. And this takes time for me to read through every morning. Every morning, it's reminding me of who I need to be to get to where I want to be. One of my favorite quotes from... The Miracle Morning and by Hill Elrod, he states, you are where you are because of who you were. But where you go depends entirely on who you choose to be. It is up to you to decide where you want to be. And it's in the future and it's who you need to be today. Again, so we talked about silence, affirmations, and now visualization. Visualization, I kind of couple it Along with meditation, but it's really having a more graphic image in my mind of how I want the process to go. The process of, in my case, maybe talking to an investor, how that conversation is going to go, what the properties are going to look like that we're going to be purchasing. So it's really getting into a meditative state and being able to visualize in your mind what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. And again, feel that emotion that's connected with it because that will drive you. And then the E stands for exercise. So Hale recommends getting up and doing 30 minutes of exercise, anything to get the body moving. For me, it might occasionally be a jog. Sometimes it might be yoga. Sometimes it's just a walk, a mile walk around the block, right? So the whole idea is to get up and get moving right away. Get that blood moving. And then the R stands for reading. So finding a self-improvement, a self-help, book to read maybe it's not i mean for me i choose to use that time to read my scriptures so that's important to me and so now that i have time in my morning to do it that's when i do it to start the day out right because i listen to books and stuff in the car all the time and then the last s is scribing or journaling this has been one of the things that i have found to be most effective for me i shared with you earlier that my thoughts are going 100 miles an hour. So when I journal, what I do is I'm actually taking those thoughts and I'm putting it out on paper. And what I realize is it's giving my mind a break. It's giving it an outlet to slow things down in my head. And that prevents less stress, less anxiety. And I'm able to really think through and sort through my thoughts as I'm transferring it from my mind through my hands into the journal. I don't handwrite. I know some people say, hey, if you're going to journal, best thing you can do is handwrite. Honestly, that takes way too much time for me. And I'm proud of myself just for journaling. So I actually have a document that I started years ago, a journal document in Word that I just keep track. And that's my journal. I set a date and I just type it out. And for me, I would say it's just as effective because it's still allowing me to vent and get those thoughts out. So, again, the 6 items that Hal talks about in The Miracle Morning and how he suggests you start your day, and listen, it might sound like a lot, start for 30 minutes. You can spend a few minutes on each one of these things. That's it until you start getting into a routine. For me, I need a solid probably hour and a half to become prepared as much as I would like to be and to get the most benefit out of this, but it's different for everyone. So again, silence or meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing or journaling, however you want to look at it. Now, the reason I share this with you is one to give you a kind of a summary of the book and an idea of it. But as I was making this transition into real estate, when I look back at what gave me the confidence and courage to move forward with that decision, I'm telling you it was 100% this routine. Because I did it day after day, even when I didn't want to. And that was tough. I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning and it got to a point where I was waking up before my alarm because I was just conditioned for it. And what I would consider miracles just started happening. Conversations were happening. I was feeling energized. I was feeling motivated. I was super optimistic about the future. And I got to a point where I was truly, I know it sounds crazy. I was truly looking forward to waking up in the morning because I knew that I was one step closer to my goals. And that's really what boosted my confidence and courage because I was taking action every single day. I was working on my mindset more than anything else. And that gave me the courage and confidence to step off at that point, what I considered a cliff of a W-2 of that safety security into the world of unknown of entrepreneurship and business. And that was a big jump for me. And fortunately, my wife, she was there. She was supportive 100% of the way, but it was scary. But looking back, I realized it wasn't a cliff that I was jumping off of. I was really just stepping off the curb and continuing my journey. But at that time, it felt like a cliff. And looking back, it was the best decision I could have made. Now, the purpose of this episode, if you're in a W-2 job and you're looking to start a business, don't take this as, yeah, I'm going all in, I'm jumping in. Don't do that if it's not the right timing. I'm just sharing with you my experience of how I took control of my mornings and some of the major impact that it had early on in my career. And to this day, I work very, very hard to maintain a morning routine. And it's changed up a little bit. And sometimes it's a little bit more here, a little bit less there. But the important thing is that I'm starting my day out right. So just like you would warm up for an athletic event, if you were performing in it, or maybe you're a musician, right? No different. Like There's still a warm-up phase and process you have to go through. Why should we treat our days any different? So one of the biggest mistakes I see people making in business, in entrepreneurship, is that they're not starting their day out right. It may not be easy, especially if you're not a morning person. It can be very, very difficult. However, if you take the discipline to really implement some sort of routine day in, day out. I'm not saying like do it for one, two, three days and say, hey, yeah, this isn't working. You've got to be consistent with it. And I promise you just watch and see how your day and your mood and your attitude starts to turn around. Conversations will start coming up out of nowhere. Leads will start coming up out of nowhere, whatever it is that you're doing. And overall, you're just going to feel better because you are going to feel like you have control of your day, or at least some aspects of it. If you're this person that you wake up, jump in the shower, slam some coffee, eat a crappy granola bar and get in the car and go to work just to go to a job where you don't necessarily know what's going to happen throughout the day, or you're working for someone else, you start losing this feeling of control. And that's important for us as human beings. And it's not that you need to control every aspect of your life, but if you can maintain some control of it, it gives you the confidence and courage you need to keep pushing forward. And it can start first thing in the morning and how you start your day. So my challenge to you is to, one, read that book if you haven't read it, come up with a morning routine and stick to it. And I promise you, if you do it for 30 days, 30 days, it's going to make a tremendous impact. So I hope this episode has brought you value to you today. If so, please leave me a five-star rating. It truly helps get it in front of more people so we can expand our reach and help other aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners. So next episode, we're actually going to be talking about what I would consider one of the biggest mistakes I've made, and I continually seeing among other entrepreneurs and business owners, and that's not truly having clarity on their own strengths and weaknesses. So appreciate you tuning in today. And while I have you here, people have been asking me what my company does. So I'm going to share that with you now. My company partners with busy professionals that are looking to experience significant tax savings have more to invest, and even reinvest their hard-earned capital. And we work with other successful business owners by offering them opportunities to invest alongside us in large apartment deals. At Rev, we found that the most successful business owners have a strong desire to give and serve, and we simply provide the vehicle to enable them to grow and preserve their wealth so that they can give up their time and financial success more abundantly and freely. If you've been wanting to get involved in apartment investing, but have been too busy to figure out where or how to start, then you can find out how I can serve you by visiting investwithrev.com and schedule a 15-minute discovery call. Most people don't realize that you don't need millions to get involved in apartment investing. And we're on a mission to change that and to educate people. And it's very possible that you can get started in apartment ownership today. It can be overwhelming vetting the right investment and the right operator. But at Rev, we make apartment investing easy. So remember, you can't have a million-dollar dream with a minimum wage work ethic. So go out there and earn your win for today. And we'll catch you on the next episode, part two of this six part mini series
1: hope you got value from this episode of the millionaire mind a journey into the mindset of successful business owners if you want to get results you've got to take the right steps to get there dallin hosts a free weekly educational webinar focused on teaching you how to start investing in apartments so you too can experience the benefits of real estate ownership without doing any of the heavy lifting there you can gain insights connect with others like you and ask Dallin all your burning questions about how you can start owning apartments today. Go to themillionairemind.us. That link is in the show notes.